Hello and uh, welcome to It's More Than Nutrition, a podcast by Coaching by Alice with me, your host Alice. If you would like to coach with me one-to-one, you can check out my website or Instagram, Coaching by Alice, and there are also links there to apply or set up your no-obligation free call just for us to have a chat. Now, one day I will get some music and actually record that little intro, but uh, today is not that day. (laughs) And also, I really am, you know, perfectly imperfect, so you get it as it is. It's better than not at all, so... That's today's first lesson in this podcast. How are you? Always a question I like to ask at the beginning as well. I am good, actually. This week, we're going to be talking about the mindset shift from improving your relationship with food to intentional weight loss. So it's essentially changing your goal. So a lot of clients, I have really two buckets of clients, either people in a larger body who want to improve their relationship with food and would also like some fat loss, but have done every diet under the sun. They are chronic dieters and they are just done. They've had enough. They are over it, cannot cope anymore and need to try something different. Like it's rock bottom scenario. And then I also have clients who are of a healthy weight, Um, They might not actually even realize the amount of food rules that they have, but say, for example, they want to improve their habits, improve their recovery from the gym, um, improve their um, kind of their endurance. So they're running or they're cycling or their habits. They found that they're suddenly thinking about food that happened in lockdown a lot. It can be really challenging. And I remember this for myself from going from working so hard and, and bearing in mind, right, when I talk about myself, it's completely anecdotal. I was in a larger body, I was over 100 kilos. And I had sat in that body for a couple of years. So it wasn't like it was for a month. I'd sat in that for a couple of years. And I just wanted to get to a point where I was accepting of myself and it wasn't about my body. And that kind of happened. But part of that was also about looking after myself, which actually did mean that I was eating better foods and I was getting better sleep and I was training and all those kind of things. And once I started putting those habits in, and started improving my relationship with food, um, then that's actually kind of what happened. So if you improve your, improving your relationship with food and everything, you you likely are, the self-care piece I mean is exactly what happened because once you start caring and respecting for yourself, you wanna treat it better. So you actually don't wanna face plant the Ben and Jerry's, which is what I was doing all of the time. Um, okay, so then you move into intentional weight loss. So you might lose a little bit of weight just by putting those habits in place and treating yourself better. Absolutely does happen, happens with most clients, even with those in a, in a uh, smaller body. And then intentional weight loss, aka dieting, is a l- little bit of a different, it can be really hard if you're coming from improving your relationship with food to intentional weight loss because some of the guidelines no longer apply. And I mean that because your goal has changed. Your goal is different. And so the actions you do and your values are different, right? So the actions that you do that have to align with that are no longer the same. But it's also why I really push for improving your relationship with food before you go into an intentional weight loss phase. Because if you don't, there are many risks of dieting, which I've talked about before, but there are many risks of dieting and it can actually exacerbate that and make it worse. So it's why if you don't have a great relationship with food, dieting is not the solution. 
You need to stop dieting, work on your relationship with food. Okay. First of all, let's clarify the word dieting. This is eating in a calorie deficit with the goal of weight loss. So intentional weight loss, dieting, synonymous, mean the same thing. The method of how you do it is completely your choice and individual, which is why getting a coach is good, right? Because they can help you work that out. For example, some things you can do are overall reducing your carbs, increasing your protein, and that naturally means you reduce your other macros, cycling your carbs, so around your training, having reduced calorie days, so that's all the 5-2 diet is. You can do um, fasting, so not eating till lunchtime. You can shorten your eating window, so you don't eat breakfast till like 10 or 11, and you stop eating at like 6. Again, intermittent fasting, just with a different name. Um, and all those things. So, and your diet, when someone talks about a diet, like a healthy diet, a diet is the foods you choose to eat most of the time. Say you get to that point, right? You've worked on your relationship with food and you feel really kind of content with it. You feel like food no longer controls you and you are managing it. You, you have unconditional permission to eat. You're aligning your actions with your values. You no longer have food guilt, so you can go out with your friends for dinner and have a great time. You feel like you're being authentically yourself and you're not using food to like hide or numb your emotions anymore. You exercise for your health. It's not just to burn calories. You have trust and belief in yourself and your body. And you are thoughts of no longer are consumed about what you're going to eat, how much, whether you look fit in that fit, uh, look fat in that outfit. <laughs> Um, you can, yeah, like I say, you can go out for dinner with friends, you can make choices on foods, on how foods make you feel. You're not making that choice because it's the lowest calorie. You're making a choice because you know that's what your food needs. That's what your body needs. Sometimes you might overeat because you're just enjoying something and you're totally okay to do that. And you move on, you accept it and you move on. You do not beat yourself up anymore. So you've really leveled up on that compassion piece with yourself as well. You know you deserve to be treated as you would treat your child or your best friend. And in that process, you likely have lost some body fat as well. But you have more body fat to lose because you're kind of maintaining now, doing all those things, you're kind of maintaining. But you still want to be able to cross your legs. Uh, you want to be able to maybe get a pull up. How awesome would that be? Maybe you've got aesthetic goals, um, which are totally okay because it's not coming from a place of punishment, right? You're coming from a place of actually caring about yourself um, and you have fat to lose. So from a health perspective, you have fat to lose. When you're in that space, like the thought of actually dieting, like if you're a chronic dieter and you've dieted all your whole life, the thought of then actually dieting is terrifying because all you know about dieting previously or intentional weight loss previously is that it screws you up, right? You know, you do something, a really restrictive diet, um, you cut out all these foods and you do it for like six or eight weeks and it's like, great, but then you're, all you can think about is food. Like it brings back all of those things that I've just mentioned. You know, you associate your, you know, it brings back that association to your self-worth with, with your looks you know, and so how do you diet? How do you intentional weight loss without ruining that relationship with food? Well, dieting is restricting. So you are restricting either what you're eating, your calories, you will feel hunger. And in fact, you have to get a little bit comfortable with feeling hunger. And dieting may bring back some of those negative associations for you. 
dieting also makes you ignore those hunger fullness cues that you've worked so hard on trying to get. You know, that's why it's actually a really big decision to do it. And it kind of goes against everything you've learned in improving your relationship with food. And this is exactly why you have to intentionally diet or intentional weight loss when you've worked on your relationship with food and you're in a really good place because it puts you in the best position to not spiral back to that place. You have a toolkit of ways to be able to support yourself. I would obviously suggest working with a coach because they are there and can support you. You have already provided yourself the evidence that you are okay around food. You are no longer out of control or you no longer feel out of control, sorry. You can manage it. This situation and going into this dieting phase is not like any situation before because you were doing it from a place of care. So mindset shift, let's get into it. Improving your relationship with food includes allowing all foods, challenging your food rules, eating trigger foods, planning them in your day, eating them so they are no longer trigger foods. And that's when I talk about trigger foods, I'm talking about those foods you likely would binge on before. Giving yourself absolute unconditional permission to eat. So not conditional permission to eat, unconditional eating mindfully which includes obviously eating to hunger and fullness eating a variety of foods and exploring foods and really working out what foods you like and how those foods make you feel dieting and intentional weight loss is actually should kind of be similar but there's a couple of really key distinctions mostly being the intention and the decision that you then make is very different. So for example, you still are allowing all foods. You still are challenging food rules. You still shouldn't have food rules if you're, if you're dieting. Because what you're doing is you're allowing all foods, but you're actually choosing not to eat them because that no longer aligns with the goal that you have because your goal has changed. It's very different, plane going past, it's very different when you are making a choice as opposed to feeling guilt around it. You know, you still have unconditional permission to eat. You can still eat that slice of cake, but it's about saying, I can have that slice of cake if I want it, but my goal is fat loss. And is that gonna take, is that, is eating that food? So is that decision, is that action, that decision gonna put me towards my goal or further away from it? And that's not guilting yourself into it. That's literally parenting yourself. That is you being a grown up. And, you know, you've got to take some responsibility for what you're doing and how you're deciding to do it. Um, And also, like, mindful eating too. You should still be sitting down, being mindful, deciding how much you're going to eat. And on that hunger and, and fullness scale, it's actually about not eating until you are so full. It's like leaving yourself a little bit hungry, maybe, and all those kind of things. So... Yeah, basically, when you're actively trying to lose body fat, you no longer eat to hunger. You're okay feeling hunger as you're ignoring these cues. You are choosing more volume foods with lower calorie per bite. And by that, I do mean maybe you have 0% yogurt instead of 5%. You can absolutely still have the 5%, but the 0% is probably going to get you there quicker. So it all depends kind of what space you're in. Um, Eating similar foods reducing variety 
you don't need to explore the foods anymore. In actual fact, um, research supports just keeping it super simple. You don't need fancy a load of fancy recipes. Just keep it super simple. Find stuff you like and switch up the veggies. Um, if you have a good relationship with food, you can also reduce palatable foods to support a calorie deficit. So this is the bit that people might find uncomfortable and not like. <laughs> can you still have pizza from Domino's? Yes, you can, but that choice does not support your goal because it's high in fat and high calorie. And you'd likely have to just eat salad for the rest of the day, like salad and grilled chicken for the rest of the day to actually be stay within your calories. And I'm not talking here about my fitness pal or anything. I'm just talking about generally, like holistically, right? <clears throat> because Domino's actually has, is so calorific. I'm not trying to scare you against having Domino's, by the way. Um, but what that does is by having something that's really, is, that's highly calorific and then basically just eating salad, that is really yo-yoing. And that can be quite dangerous because that's where you can get into a bit of a binge mentality or an all or nothing mindset with food. And that's really quite, that's not where you want to be. So that's kind of why I am not that supportive of it. So for example, I love a croissant on the weekends. Obviously I can eat that any day, but on a weekend, I like to sit there, enjoy it with my coffee and watch the world go by. I know very European, but you know, I like to do that. Um, but that's why I choose the weekends for it. But anyway, if my jeans are a bit tight or I'm feeling a bit bleh about my body, um, because maybe I have been eating more than usual, I likely won't have that croissant. Maybe I'll, I'll buy it, but I'll only eat half. But it's more than likely I won't choose it because it's a highly calorific food. I can have it any time. And so actually I want my jeans to fit better, so I just don't have it. You see the freedom that, that allowing yourself to eat anything <laughs> gives you? Um, anyway, but like, for example, if chocolate is a trigger food at home, I just wouldn't have trigger food. I wouldn't have chocolate at home. And I know that goes against everything I say, but that's everything I say with improving your relationship with food. Because actually, if you know that it's you, chocolate used to be a trigger food, it's now not. You can have it in the house whenever. Why do you need it there? like have some confidence in yourself you've already done the work if you're and this is if you have done the work by the way so if you've done the work then why you know why why would you have that at home like you don't need it you've already proven to yourself you don't need to have it and your goal is now different the situation has now changed and eating highly palatable, food, palatable foods when you're dieting can actually just slow down your fat loss i remember when i was dieting i was trying to um fit tim tams and you can, like, you can have a one Tim Tam a day or something, but I just wasn't okay with the rest of the food that I was having to give up to allow myself to have that highly palatable one. Because you have such a small amount of calories when you're dieting. And by small, I'm not talking about like 800. I'm talking about like 1500 or something. But you have a couple of Tim Tams. That's a huge percentage of that calories allowance. So is it worth it? Probably not, because you're probably going to be hungrier because you usually are. You need more volume foods, right? Anyway, just rambling. But um, 
yeah, you 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 can of course have those foods, but I would have less of them, and I would be very very wary of getting into a binge restrict mentality with it because that can be incredibly dangerous. And that's honestly where I come from with it. It's better to probably not go there at all because that that can be even worse. You don't want to have more than. Um, say your coach gives you calories, right? And it's 1500. You actually don't want to be more than 10% under that because that is what a binge mentality is. So that's only 150 calories. That's only like a protein shake and an apple or something. Like that's not that much food. So it's pretty hard to fit like Domino's and ice cream and all these things in it. And if you, yeah, sure, you can have diet foods, like you can have, and by diet foods, I mean, you can have Halo Top or you can have a pizza that's, you know, a mountain bread rye wrap, which is what I used to have. But it's not ice cream. It's not pizza. It actually isn't giving you the thing that you want. And actually, if your goal is fat loss, is the pizza and the ice cream actually what you want? Or are you just, do you have a different need that you're just filling with food? So this is why the relationship with food thing, I'll go back to again, is so, so important. Because you can identify those things before you get there and then you don't have to question, oh, am I trying to fill a void with Ben and Jerry's, you know? You are going to feel less satisfied when you are in a calorie deficit because you are in a calorie deficit. I hate to say it. It's the nature of it. Sorry. It's semi-starvation. Again, sorry, not sorry. So... I've mentioned a few suggestions already as we've gone along, but I'll put them all together in, in this kind of little um, kind of a summary, but I'll put them all together in my like best tips. So in order to support yourself when you're coming from improving your relationship with food to intentional dieting, these are my tips. Have you got a pen and paper? Good. Okay, have a clear goal and your values in mind, including a time frame. How long are you dieting for? And I would say go lower. So I would say just go, right, I'm going to do this for four weeks and then see how I feel. There's nothing worse than going, I'm going to be dieting for a year. Oh God, you'll never stick to it. So four to six weeks is what I would usually say and then see how you go. If you mentally need a break, have a break. If you don't, then don't. Make a plan. So what are the actions that you need to take to get yourself to that end goal. So what are the things you need to do on a daily basis? And I don't mean do everything on a daily basis. I just mean you need to walk. You need to move your body every day. You need to stop and think. Maybe you need to plan your food. So, but you need to stop and think before you eat. Maybe you need to plan your food. Most of my clients, including me, do much better when they have a, have a plan, a flexible plan, but have a plan. Remember, middle ground with everything, middle ground. Um, eat more volume foods, which I've mentioned before. So for example, increase your volume foods by like 10%. So, and this then means that you're going to get fuller. So things with lots of fiber and are going to fill you up. Same with protein. And it means that you're actually going to have less room. And by room, I literally mean in your stomach for, so you're going to get fuller quicker. So you're going to have like less room for these palatable foods because palatable palatable foods remember fill you up don't feel don't, sorry don't fill you up and you're hungry again in an hour or so um eat less processed foods now 
all foods are processed, I get it. But what I'm talking about is whole foods. So I'm talking about like a piece of a piece of chicken or a um, stew that's just just kind of like meat or tofu or stir fry. Stir fry, perfect. But instead of having um, a portion of rice with your stir fry, maybe you're having like half a portion of rice, although not really a processed food. But you get what I mean, like processed food. So burgers, going out for a burger. So a chicken breast as opposed to like a um, chicken Kiev or something. So that's what I mean by processed. Eat fats. So have some fats. This may seem kind of conflicting to the point that I've just spoken about, but for health, you actually need 30% of your calories coming from fats. Now that's 30% of calories. And remember, fats have more than double the calories per gram than carbs or proteins. So you actually can't eat very much of fats because of because it is so highly calorific um, to get to that 30%. It's actually not a lot, but eating fat is really, really important for your health and your hormones. So sex hormones, especially important. I remember I told someone that and they were like devastated because they were they were trying to not eat any fat. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not good. Eat some fat. Um, the fat will also give you a bit of satisfaction and satiation. So you'll actually feel a little bit like more satisfied when you finish your food. Allow yourself to get a little bit comfortable with hunger. Now, I used to, and I probably still do to some extent, have a fear of hunger because it just takes me back to that place when I had a really bad relationship with food. But when you're dieting, you are likely going to feel a little bit hungry. And it's about switching that from going from hunger is bad, I'm scared, when am I going to get more food, to actually this is this is part of my goal, I'm okay with this. Now I'm not talking about absolutely like insatiable, I'm talking about a little bit of hunger. Recognize your patterns. So are you thinking about food more? Are you managing your emotions? You know, know the red flags because the effect of side effects of dieting's of dieting so that if it kind of it goes, we don't want you going too far and then having a binge basically. So um, recognize your patterns and stop being in a deficit when you see some of those red flags. Come back to maintenance if you need to. So that is diet breaks. So come back to maintenance if you need to. Lightly, your body doesn't need to, but your mind does um, because the restriction is very much kind of psychological. So, and coming back to maintenance means you are maintaining your weight. So if you've lost couple of kilos, you're down to 80 kilos, you would be eating enough to maintain 80 kilos for a few weeks. For, and I'm talking one or two weeks. So if you're thinking about food a lot, if you've got no energy, if you're always hungry, you're irritable, you're struggling to sleep, have a diet break. And also be really honest and open with yourself. Challenge your thoughts. Remind yourself that you are safe. Yes, you are dieting, but you haven't done it this way before. You are safe now. And it's okay because you've never done it from a place of improving your relationship with food, then dieting. So the beliefs and associations that you actually have due to previous experience need to be managed. And that's what I mean by being really kind of honest and open with yourself. I was about to say something else then and change my mind. Um, um, yeah, you are safe. You can stick to what you know. Um, and it's kind of really important to acknowledge your mind in this whole piece because that's where self-sabotage can come from. 
Um, but like intuitive eating is an intentional weight, like weight loss. That's why I'm okay with dieting. I think sitting in the middle of the ground is important. And it, dieting does work if you have the right support and are doing it for from a place of care for yourself and not hate. It's all about the why behind why you're doing it. That mindset can dramatically change the outcome. Because if you're hating yourself into change, like it's in the words of Brene, it just doesn't work. Brene, we're on first name terms. It just doesn't work. The longevity of the results. Um, and that night, actually, I'll throw in here that 95% of diets fail that you hear all the time. That's kind of like very much a... I was going to say a rumour, but that doesn't sound right. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of, you you hear it all the time. It's a classic example of cherry picking um, data, essentially. And, oh, I said that in a really Australian way, data. Um, but what isn't said when in the statement of 95% of all diets fail is that actually those are unsupported diets without behaviour change. So if you have supported diets you've done the work on your relationship with food, you've done the work on the behavior change piece. You know, it's not an eight week plan where you go balls to the wall all in and then stop and go back to your previous habits and behaviors. Of course, you're going to put on the weight again. Makes all sense. <laughs> like you can't literally just go back to how you ate and how you, but you kind of will get to a point where because you care about yourself, you actually want to eat those nutritious foods and all that kind of thing. So you don't want, you don't want to just go back to that way. That's why the behavior change piece is so important. So 95% of diets do not fail. 95% of unsupported diets fail. So let's just say it like that. Um, okay, so in summary, shifting your thinking is important when you have intentional weight loss as your goal. It is a different goal to improving your relationship with food. And acknowledging that mindset shift is really, really important in order for you to be able to get there. I'd be really interested on your... I know that this has been very chatty um, and I hope it hasn't been too all over the place, but let me know your thoughts. So, do you agree? Do you understand where I'm coming from with it? Like, I'm absolutely open to feedback and I would love to know, like, what your opinion on it, but what are your thoughts? Let me know by emailing me at alice at coachingbyalice.com or send me a message through my website or my Instagram coaching by Alice. And lastly, make sure you rate, review, subscribe and share this podcast if you love it. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you next time.